Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Are you the type of person that's looking to build your liquor collection in your own home? Then go to Country Wine and Spirits Online Liquor Superstore. But check this out. They've also got a monthly vault membership. It's an exclusive offer. What does a monthly membership tips Country Wine and Spirits give you? Well, I'll tell you. You get free two to five business days ground shipping on all your orders over 50 bucks. Special offers, free mystery vault gifts in every shipment. And if you sign up right now, it's only $19.95 a month for the first three months. And if you sign up for this membership, you get 10% off site-wide on every purchase, including sale items. Plus, as a special with Hey Bartender podcast, you get the 10% off if you join the membership. But if you use Hey Bartender 5, you get 5% off your complete purchase. So you're getting 15% off your entire order if you sign up for the membership, plus use Hey Bartender 5 coupon at check out so go to cwspirits.com sign up for the membership get 10 percent off your entire order free shipping over 50 dollars. plus remember to use coupon code hey bartender five for an extra five percent off you can't beat that deal go to cwspirits.com hey this is alex haberkern from atlantic city new jersey and you're listening to hey bartender podcast <laughs> Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your host for the evening. My name is Anthony, so that's what you call me. Today, got a really cool show going. I have Alex Haberkern. Some of you might know her on TikTok as Captain Ahab. But here, we're just going to call her Alex. It's just uh, easier that way for me. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm good, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing fine. Where are you from? I am originally from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, but now I live about 15 minutes inland, So, but basically Atlantic City, New Jersey. Okay. small town, no one's going to For the people that uh, can't see, because this is a completely audio podcast, I was about to make an assumption that you were in Pittsburgh, but uh, glad I didn't. No, I am just a Steelers fan. I am not in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I am in New Jersey, but I am a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, uh, New Jersey, yeah. I, uh, uh, I think... They they got a bad rap for such a long time until I think clerks got made. Then all of a sudden, uh, everybody started talking nice about New Jersey. It still gets its bad rap. <laughs> I definitely hear something. <laughs> definitely not the, everyone's favorite place. Well, you know, you had to grow up there, I guess. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's called Our the Garden. home. It's called the, called the Garden State, but then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, there's guys like me. When you when I hear New Jersey, I immediately picture pictures Jay and Silent Bob standing standing next to the Quick Stop. So, <laughs> well, that's better than when I went to college and everyone was like, "Oh, you're from Jersey. You must know the people from the Jersey." I'm like, "They're from New York." Yeah, so I do not. <laughs> yeah, I I actually only found that out recently, but uh, really, that, yeah, they're only there's one of them. I forget which one, but only one is actually from New Jersey. 
and to automatically think they that you know or have met, you know. <laughs> I people are like uh, I don't know, especially like just where you say you're from. People automatically assume like you just know all of these people. Like I could live in a small town, but I don't know everyone. Like right, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny. There's seven billion people on this planet. I don't, you know, I don't know everybody. But... Yeah, I'm actually best friends with the cast of the Jersey Shore. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how many times have you punched Snooky? No, no, let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am—I just turned 27, so I'm officially late 20s now. Ha- um, happy birthday. My, thank you. <laughs> my birthday was a month ago. So I grew up in Jersey. Um, I have a dog. He is actually running around here somewhere, dragging himself all over the floor because he likes to roll in circles. Um, <laughs> so I'm a huge dog lover. Um, obviously a Steelers fan based off the shirt you were Mm. talking about. Um, I already have a degree in English literature, but then pandemic happened. I got laid off. I went back to bartending. So I've been bartending ever since. Um, but I am back in school for radiology as I'm bartending. So that's actually how I'm paying for it. Oh, really cool. I've always, um, almost a majority of my shows, you'll always hear me say that working in the service industry is a good way to fund or keep a roof over your head while you're trying to pursue some other kind of fashion, uh, passion or job or whatever. So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, Alex, every episode of Hey Bartender podcast, if they're a bartender, I like them to present us a drink special. What do you have for us today? My favorite, actually, I make this all the time. I make it for myself too, is I call it a peanut butter pie. Um, If you like screwball or if you like peanut butter, then this is what I use. So it's, (laughs) Very just peanut butter, whiskey, um, the um, chocolate liqueur. I was trying to just blank on what freaking goes in the recipe. Uh, chocolate liqueur, you can use dark or light, doesn't matter, just kind of chocolate. And then Bailey's. Shake it up, just pour it out, and it literally has the same exact flavor as if you were, like, taking a fork to a piece of peanut butter pie. It is the most delicious thing I have ever come up with. I'm probably not even the person that came up with it, but I think I did. In my own head, <laughs> I made it up. Is that in a rocks glass or in a shot glass? Or it's, it's a shot. You can make it as a martini. It can be like a chocolate martini, but a peanut butter martini. Um, I usually give it out as a shot, um, but I've had people ask for it as a martini. You just kind of like line the martini glass with chocolate syrup, and it makes it so much better. Oh, cool. Well, that sounds great. I'm a big so fan like of a creamy chocolate martini with peanut butter whiskey. Now, that sounds cool because I, I have, uh, I'm a big fan of peanut butter. Uh, you give me a Reese's peanut butter cup, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm a happy boy, but uh, I haven't tried screwball yet, so that's going to have to be put on the list. It's one of my favorites. I love it. So if you go ahead and try the peanut butter pie uh, and tell us what you thought about it, all you have to do is email me, dude at Hey Bartender Podcast or HeyBartenderPodcast dot com, or you can DM Alex and we'll give you her information towards the end of the show. So when did you start off in the service industry? So I started in retail, actually, which I think is a huge part of getting into the service industry because I believe every single person should work in retail at some point in their life because Mm. it is god-awful. So I started when I was 17, um, and then I got into the restaurant industry when I was in college. Um, I got, when I lived in Maryland for college, I went to Towson. Um, I started this, I worked for an event company. So we did weddings and big events and stuff like that. And I started as a server, moved my way up to a bartender, became a supervisor. Um, but I've been a hostess, I've been a server, I've been a bartender, I've done weddings, 
events, bar mitzvahs, you name it, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you bring up something uh, really interesting that I hadn't really thought of until just now. Uh, working in retail, I did that too before I started working in the service industry. I worked in a uh, large electronics conglomerate that doesn't exist anymore. And I hated the fact uh, that when I was working in retail, the customer's always right. So the customer would stand there and completely demolish me, completely demean me. And I had to stand there and take it with a smile on my face. And, mm-hmm. the, and if I did anything whatsoever to get back, uh, get back at the person or uh, yell at the person for calling me whatever, uh, I got in trouble. And was, no, you you have to stand there and take it. You have to work on them until they're happy. But uh, that was kind of my mentality before I became, got into the service industry. But then all of a sudden in the service industry, I realized, oh, if somebody demeans me, I can tell them to get out. <laughs> yes. My dog is making an appearance. And that, uh, I'm just going to tell the audience about your dog. I don't know what breed that is, but that is a big dog. <laughs> yeah, he's a... He's a, we call him our box head. Um, he is a mutt of some sort. We're not sure. We rescued him in April. Um, they told us he was an American pit bull, but I think he might be a staffy. Ah, yeah, that, he's, so he's definitely big. He is definitely a big dog. Probably, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, is bark. Uh, well, uh, is he one of those dogs that the most, if you break into your house, if somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night, the worst thing he'll probably do is lick you to death. <laughs> he has a mean he has a mean bark like if someone comes to the door like he probably his bark would scare them away but he really just he licks everything he licks everyone loves everyone all the time that's all he does is lick now i assume you're an animal lover i am i love dogs yeah. big dog person are you uh one of those people that if you see a dog going by your restaurant you automatically have to go out there and pet it i have to see it i have to see it <laughs> <laughs> We, I work in the casino, so like dogs really aren't in there as much, but their service animals are allowed. So mm. I can't pet them, which is very hard for me because I want to, but obviously the service animals, like you have to be respectful. Yeah. Um, so, but I, so I'll just from a distance be like, oh, they're so cute. Like, whatever. And some of them will be like, oh, you can pet them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, last time uh, I ran into us, well, my two favorite stories about running into service animals. One, uh, I was doing a, uh, veterans golf tournament and one of the veterans that came there had a uh, had a service dog with him for his anxiety and stuff like that and just to be funny he he was gifted a a full set of golf clubs and he was showing it off to everybody and you know uh, saying how cool they were made they were tailor-made and stuff like that and just for fun I decided to blurt out you're left-handed because uh, because they were right-handed clubs, and I blurted out, you're, you're left-handed, and then he's looking at him really hard, and then he uh, all of a sudden realizes I was joking, and he looks at his service dog, and he goes, sick him! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I've never needed a, a service animal before in my life, but there was one time at uh, uh, Dallas Airport. Uh, my plane got delayed. I was going to have to stay in Dallas for the night, and we were standing. I was standing in line with a bunch of other people uh, who had a lot more to... S- uh, to say about how angry they were than I did. But the, so the line was taking a long time to get through. And so I just sat on the floor. I mean, 45 year old man, just sitting on the floor, cross-legged, you know, and all of a sudden this little dog comes up uh, to me with, with service animal vest on and mm-hmm. puts, puts his head on my lap. And 
I knew enough. You're not supposed to pet service animals. You're, uh, they're working. But I turned around and I looked at the owner and the owner says, dog must think you're having trouble right now and is just trying to comfort you. And I was like, well, that's oh. nice. <laughs> oh, I just senses the like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, I uh, haven't been around animals that much since uh, since I was a kid because I have allergies to both yeah, dogs and cats. Yeah, there's a lot cats. of people's issues. I, my boyfriend, my mom, my dad, everyone in my family is allergic to cats. Mm. So we never had cats. That's why we always had dogs. But um, my sister has always uh, been very, uh, very good to me whenever I go out and visit her. Uh, she knows in advance that I'm going to be there, and she has a Newfoundland and uh uh i don't remember the name other uh the other breed but it's basically a newfoundland that's all white and they're both very big dogs and very hairy and my sister goes you know top to bottom of the house to make sure that there's no pet dander uh everywhere so i can breathe while i'm there i say you don't have like a whole little attack or whatever they yeah yeah i mean uh but once again her dog's very big, very intimidating, but the worst thing they'll ever do is lick you to death. <laughs> yeah, they look so intimidating, and then they're just like, here, let me love you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you started off in uh, the retail business, and yeah. uh, then eventually you just uh, decided to move on into uh, working in a restaurant? Yeah, so I originally worked for a clothing company. That's how I started. And let me tell you, those people, if they don't get their coupons or discounts or whatever it is, can't make a return, it's all hell breaks loose. Mm. Um, and then when I turned 18, I was able to work in the casinos. And around here, the casinos is the easiest place to work because there's always jobs. There's restaurants everywhere. It's good money. Um, so I got my casino license at 18, and I became a hostess. <clears throat> and I worked grave shift, so I worked overnight. So I worked like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. when I was 18. And that really will set you forever on the clientele of the world because <laughs> you just get anything from the meanest person in the world to the drunkest person in the world. Just you deal with every angle possible of people. Yeah. Um, I've talked to so. a few people that have worked in casinos. Uh, I've uh, did when you got the job at the casino, you said you had to get a casino license. They probably go through a lot of stuff. They do like a credit report or in, background checks and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I got my first one when I was 18. Um, and they do, you have to go, it's like $90. So most of the casinos will pay for it for you to get the job. Um, you got to get, you have to get a background check. They run your, like they do a fingerprint. Like you have to go do all this stuff. Um, you have to like physically go somewhere and get your fingerprints done before they can print you out the license. It's like a whole, there's the packet to fill out is like 70 pages. And like, you just have to sign your name on so many different things. But once you have it, you're good, as long as it doesn't go inactive for three years. Mm. Now, working in a casino, you said working between 10, a, uh, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Uh, does uh, New Jersey have liquor laws when it comes to uh, when you stop serving liquor? Nope. Do, oh, it's, Atlantic City is 24 hours. Well, Atlantic City is uh, uh, different from in the entire state of New Jersey, I, I assume. Yeah, it's... Um, so I'm trying to think because Atlantic City is most of the bars, even the ones that aren't in the casinos. There's still a lot of 24-hour ones. Um, there are 24-hour ones in the area that I live, which is a little more inland also, but not as many. So I, I don't know if it depends on the – I think it's the city itself. I don't think it's the actual state. Mm. 
Oh, okay. Because uh, a lot like, of ours, like, there's, like, yeah, there's some that close at two, there's some that close at four, there's some that literally are open all night. Uh, and obviously you worked in the one and all night, so, so people were probably already at least halfway there by the time you got to work. Um, more more than halfway there by the time <laughs> I got to work. <laughs> yeah, they're gambling all day, they just want their late night snacks, like, whatever. Now, uh, uh, were you bartending when you were in the casino, or were you also a food server and all of that? I've done everything at the casino. I was a server, I was a hostess, and now I'm a bartender. Mm. Um, so I started as a hostess in the casino, and then I became a server in the same restaurant, actually. And then I left the casino industry for a while um, because I went to college. I moved out of New Jersey, um, and then the pandemic hit, and I went back to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done everything inside of them you can possibly think of. I, de- I was a dealer at one point, too. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so I've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> now, working in a casino, okay, the restaurants can close, but uh, but people come in and they realize, I, uh, I've been drinking all day. I really need to get food in my stomach. You really can't turn them away saying, I'm sorry, you're you're too drunk to be in here because they obviously need food, can you? No, for food, no. So when they're drunk, I mean, we dealt with this a lot, as more than I do now, but what years ago, um, it would they would come in, they would be drunk, but like obviously we would give them food. We could deny them more alcohol. Um, and just like offer them like you do it politely, you just kinda like, I can give you water, juice, whatever, but like I think we should take a little break before serving you another drink. Um, and the only time I think people really got kicked out or like denied food is if they were rude, they were obnoxious, they were causing a scene that like was bothering other guests kind of situation. So really it was only if they were kind of like a hazard to anyone around them. Yeah. But other than that, no, we have to give them food. Yeah. Drunks are so cute, but yeah, they're the best. (laughs) Now here was uh, a situation that back when I bartended, it happened to multiple times where all of a sudden I decided that, okay, you've had enough then I'd give them an option. Uh, I, I can't give you alcohol right now, but you can have Coke, coffee, or water. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. And then the guy says, oh, fine, give me a Irish, uh, 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 Irish coffee. And I'm like, you're not getting me. Plain coffee. <laughs> you don't get the Irish part. And uh, But, the, you know, they usually get frustrated or uh, walk thinking that instead yeah. of drinking Long Island iced teas, okay, I better uh, slow it down. Give me a rum and Coke instead. And uh, But I've already decided that you you can't drink anymore. Now, how do you cut somebody off in a casino? So there's actually a lot of different things. So I currently, in the summers, I work up at the pool, which I just nicely tell them, like, the same thing. I can offer you water, juice, whatever. Here's a bottle of water. I think the heat is really like hot today. I think you should take a kind of like you should take a break. We'll resituate this in like a little bit or whatever. Um, but basically, the same way you would anywhere else. The only problem you get is when you're in the casino. We have these things called poker bars, where if you're sitting at the poker, it's a bar, but it has like poker machines inside of the bar. Sure. And if you're playing at them, your drinks are comped, so you're not paying for the drinks. They're just like there's a list of certain things you can get. Cutting people off there is way more difficult than people that are paying for drinks, which you would think it would be the opposite because you would think the people paying for them would be the more difficult ones and the ones getting it for free would just be like, okay, F you, whatever. Mm. So there was was a couple times. I've only done this once, but there was a night a guy was at the bar 
clearly very, very intoxicated. It was like four o'clock in the morning. His friends had stopped drinking, but he kept wanting to drink. And he was slurring his words, so obviously, like, he couldn't, there was no more. He was drinking Heineken and shots of, like, Jack Daniels or something like that. So finally, after I caught him off, he was, it's not that he was, like, trying to keep going. He just, like, full-on was so drunk that he didn't understand anything I was saying. So I started giving him Heineken Zero, um, and he never noticed. So I was giving him <laughs> non-alcoholic beer the entire night. And then when he left, he was trying to get, he was like, oh, can I have a shot of Jack? And every time I told him no, like, I couldn't. So I started giving him shots of iced tea. The man was so drunk, he never even knew. But he wasn't, <laughs> but I can do that in those situations because the drinks are comps. Like, they're not paying for it. So in situations where the, they're paying for it, it's not like I can say, like, oh, here's your rum and coke and charge them for it and only give them a coke. So, like, at the casino bar, like, at the poker bars, it's so much easier to get away with stuff like that because they're not paying for the drink. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so I started giving him Heineken Zero, which worked out perfectly because he was drinking Heineken. And he probably had this whole Pavlov's dog re- uh, response to it, thinking that he's still getting drunk in, uh, yes. in yes. he was in, so intoxicated and it was so funny because we we all knew like there, i was working with another bartender and we both just started doing it we're like if he's not understanding us here's your non-alcoholic beer like this is what you're getting for the rest of the night <laughs> so that's how we handle it at the poker bars at least that's it's a lot harder up in the pool <laughs> that's hilarious uh yeah so. I've, I've never had uh well i've done the shot trick before where uh, I handed a guy that didn't, uh, well, he wasn't allowed to drink at all, uh, by decree of his girlfriend. She says, don't sell, <laughs> sell him any alcohol ever. And I, we were, that was like a citywide rule. And, oh, so he was like, well, <laughs> yeah. And one day I walked over to him, dropped a shot in front of him. And, uh, I said, there you go. That one's on me. And he threw it back and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah the, 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 that was strong stuff you know, telling everybody, you know, he's smiling, happy that he got a shot. And my server comes over to me, why would you give him a shot? And I said, what? It was just Coca-Cola. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. And he was all proud of himself that he got himself a shot. And, uh, but I just gave him Coca-Cola and he sat back and assumed it was maybe Jaeger or something. <laughs> yeah. Something, I was going to say something dark and like that interesting taste. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's no, it, it's hilarious. I mean, you know, well, it's, uh, sometimes I think of drinking, I'm, I'm not much of a drinker myself, but sometimes I think of drinking as kind of like eating a bag of Skittles. It doesn't matter what flavor they are. They all taste the same once you really make it into the pack. Yeah. Once you're it's further in it, they all, it, everything starts to blend together. The flavor is no longer there. Yeah. But giving a guy like a shot of iced tea. And he still thinks that he's drinking uh, Jack Daniels. That's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, it was either Jack Daniels or Jameson. It was one of the like one of those types of whiskeys. And I just was like, "Yep." And he took it and never said anything. He just kept taking them back as if it was nothing going on. <laughs> That's great. Now, uh, when you're they're sitting at, I've seen those uh, poker machines at, uh, on the bar at Indian Casinos, Las Vegas. Um, yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you handle the payouts when it comes to those or do they still have to go to the. No, cage? they still, so the machines are automatic. So like if you press the button, they like print out a thing. If you get a jackpot, like someone comes over you, they still have to go to the cage. Like there's a whole separate team that handles the, um, the money aspect. I do nothing of that, but I get yelled at about it plenty as if I have complete control of the outcome. Mm. So 
you would think I do it all. <laughs> now your boss, this is just only rumors and hearsay and stuff I make up in my head. If the person's doing really well, but they're, uh, they're drunk. The rumors that I've heard is the casino, their uh, idea is to try their hardest to keep you in that casino. So you're spending your money there and staying there. And if you win something, they want you to keep staying there so they can get their money back or yeah. try to get their money back at least. Now, if you got a guy that's doing well uh, on a poker machine or something like that, uh, would your boss discourage you from cutting them off or anything like that? So in those situations, if it comes down to that, I actually call someone. Like, I'll call um, my manager or the pit boss who, like, runs the table games um, and and let them make that decision because I don't want it to fall on me because it's not my choice of how this guy spends his money because it's not coming to me. It's going to the casino. Um, so if it's going well and like sometimes, sometimes they are nice about it. The ones that gamble a lot sometimes do are like, Oh, okay. I understand like whatever, but there are ones that are like, I'm, I've lost so much money. I'm going to get whatever I want. And those are the ones that like, I have to call my manager. They have to call a supervisor. They have to call someone. Um, but a lot of the ones like that have something called a host in which like they have to get called because they're the ones that get from the rooms and the cops and all the rewards and things like that. But I usually make a phone call because I don't want that to fall on me. I leave it up to the casino and the people running like that shift. Now, uh, what about high rollers? Do you, uh, do you treat them differently? No, no, you treat mm-hmm. them the same as especially anybody. the ones in my casino because they are the most entitled people. Yeah. <laughs> I love some of them, but some of them are very entitled. Um, but we do have a couple. There are, some there's this one couple that I adore. They're the sweetest people in the world. They're high rollers. We have something called a billionaire's card. Um, so it's red and you just, so when they pay for it, you know, um, and a lot of them are very nice, but there's some that like, they'll get comp stuff downstairs. So when they come up to the pool, they think like they can, it's still all comp. So I have to be like, I I don't know. And they're like, Oh, well, so-and-so gives it to me. And I'm like, okay, well let me call so-and-so because I am not so-and-so. So like, because I, I don't know everyone. I know some of the high rollers and other bartenders know the other one. So it's just like they think they get everything, but like they really shouldn't kind of situation. So, but the entitlement is very, very high up with high rollers normally. There was one story that I heard from a Las Vegas bartender where it actually kind of woke me up a little bit where he said that he had a high roller. The kid was maybe in his mid twenties. Uh, but every time the kid would come up to his bar, he would order a uh, Louis the 13th and Red Bull. And oh, I'm sure there were bourbon, scotch, cognac drinkers all over the world going, <laughs> you know, you know, having a heart attack at the thought of mixing uh, Louis the 13th with anything. Cause that's like a four or $500 shot. Yeah. You're supposed to just drink that straight. <laughs> yeah. It's not a mix. But when the guy's giving you a hundred dollar tip on top of the price of that drink, every time he comes up, he can drink it any way you want. He wants. <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, uh, do you have anything like that happening to uh, your with your customers? What like people order things that just like shouldn't yeah. be ordered? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad you asked because the other day, I up at the pool bar. I, this goes well with your blended drinks. Yeah. Um, because obviously up at the pool in the summers, the, oh, the blender gets overused to no extent. Yeah. Um, but we do have already like machines of strawberry daiquiri and pina coladas. We just have to add the liquor to the cup. That's handy. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it actually a lot easier. Um, and someone ordered a double shot of fireball in their strawberry daiquiri. 
Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Cinnamon so and when, strawberry mix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. So, like, she instead of the Bacardi that I normally would put in the strawberry daiquiri, she wanted Fireball, so she wanted a double. Okay. So a double Fireball with the strawberry daiquiri. I wanted to tell her no so bad because I almost just handed her a cup of strawberry daiquiri and a shot of Fireball. I've done it before to like other people because I'm like, I'm so sorry, you can mix this, but I. Like, just to, like, live up my own job. Like, I cannot physically do this. My dog has a sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you done? Sorry, my dog just stole my sweatshirt and is just walking around the house with it. Okay. Oh, do you need to go get it before he tears it apart? No, he's fine fine now. (laughs) But, yeah, so I, there's certain things, like strawberry daiquiri. um, I'm trying to think what else. People order, it's not even things like straight up that shouldn't be mixed. Like, I've had someone order a Mai Tai with extra Thai, and I'm just like, I have no idea what that means. Well, yeah, what, what's Thai? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to put Yeah, I was like, do you want extra juice? Do you want extra liquor? He's like, no, just an extra Thai. I'm like, oh, oh sure. Yeah, I, I can do that for you. Still, to this day, I have no idea what he wanted. Yeah. But Do you want a curry? It's, it's, things uh... like, yeah, <laughs> it's things like that more than weird recipes. It's just like, the way they order the drinks. Like someone want a straight shot of tequila, which is lime juice. And they'll say, I want a margarita, no salt, no sour mix, no triple sec. And I'm like, so just tequila. So a shot of tequila. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm like, okay. But like, it's, I get more stuff like that. That's just like the weirdest arrangement of ordering rather than the actual recipes themselves. Now those are groovy stories. Uh, people, uh, cause I used to play jokes on, uh, my friends. Like I, I was usually designated driver, uh, always for my friends. And so I'd go up to the bartender and there were, since I didn't drink, people were constantly on this idea. Like, I want to know what it looks like when he's drunk. Cause, uh, cause they thought it would be <laughs> funny. And so I would screw with them every once in a while and say, uh, uh, can I get a, uh, virgin rum and Coke? And, oh my God. but at first they think he's drinking. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then they hand me a Coca-Cola and just say, shut up, get away from me. But, uh, but when, do you have any more stories like that? I mean, it was somebody asking. Oh, I have to, the amount of stories I have like that is <laughs> absurd. Um, my favorite till this day, this happened to me last summer. Someone came up and ordered with, this was not a joke in any matter. Asked for a virgin mudslide. And I looked at her and was like, I cannot make that. And she was like, you don't have the ingredients. I was like, no, but a virgin mudslide is a milkshake. Like that's literally just a milkshake. Like a mudslide is all alcohol. There's literally no other ingredient I can put into that. (laughs) So she was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, can you make it without those things? And I was like, okay, sure. So I handed her a cup of ice, not trying to be like a douchebag, but like in all reality, I was like, this is all I can give you. And she was so mad at me because she was like, I don't understand. And I was like trying to explain it in like the politest way possible. But she just like full on thought I didn't want to make it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't think you're understanding that. Like I physically am incapable of making that drink. Yeah. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. It's yeah. There's so many things. A virgin mudslide. That was one. Um, the other day I had someone order a mojito with no, um, no, no, like the simple syrup and no club soda. So I was like, do they just want rum with muddled lime and like mint? And apparently that's exactly what she wanted was just a shot of rum with muddled lime and mint. <laughs> but it was like, they order it one way 
and then they pay for it and but they actually want something different and I'm like I could have rung you up completely different based off what you wanted like you're paying more based off what you're ordering yeah so <laughs> it's just there's weird things all the time like <laughs> I can't I'm trying to there's another one um a long oh a long island but instead of sour mix they wanted orange juice so they still wanted the coke but they wanted yeah. orange juice Coke and orange juice, that makes my stomach turn just thinking about it. it yeah, so I made it both ways. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to make it with orange juice. And then I gave her the server, the one with orange juice and Coke. And she wanted the one with orange juice and Coke. And I was just like, this is wrong. Very, very wrong in so many ways. Like, there's, yeah, there's a lot of things people ask for that I feel like should be illegal. And I wish I could tell them no. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as long as they're paying for the drink, it really doesn't matter how they drink it most of the time, I guess. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll make it for you. You're paying for it. But it's, yeah. I want to tell you that should be illegal. <laughs> uh, how many times have you wanted to bop somebody in the middle of the head with your muddler or even go as far as throat, throat punch them? <laughs> so many times. So many times. It's unbearable, actually. Like, it's. The amount of times I really, I just take walks into the kitchen and I walk back out because I'm like, I am going to strangle someone today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something that uh, all servers and bartenders, anybody that's worked in the restaurant industry, all the freezer, the walk-in freezers are bastion for letting off steam. Uh, yes, I don't have one. Oh, you don't have one? <laughs> no, we have a kitchen that is only used seasonally. So all we have is like a fridge. And then, like, the actual kitchen itself. Like, we don't have a walk-in freezer. They have to go somewhere to go, like, get the stuff. Because it's not a regular restaurant. It's, like, the casino. So, all the stuff is in, like, one place. Mm. So, I don't have that little outlet where I can scream. So, I just have to <laughs> take a walk to the kitchen, yell a few things, and then come right back out. Have <laughs> you heard about Screwball Whiskey? The details are this. On one side, you have a good old whiskey, a bold, loud, and strong partner in crime who exudes confidence. On the other side, you have peanut butter, a rich, smooth, and irresistible spread that's as dependable as they come for all your late-night cravings. Little did you know, these two blend together quite phenomenally. But we have to warn you, a night with Screwball is bound to get a little nutty. The tasting notes, roasted peanut, honey, vanilla, and toasted flavor notes. This award-winning whiskey is definitely worth trying. And where can you go to get it? Go to CWSpirits.com and go check it out. They've got it on special right now, but along with that special price, if you use promo code HEYBARTENDER5, you get an extra 5% off your entire order. Go check out Screwball today. Go to CW Spirits. Use promo code HEYBARTENDER5. Hey, bartender. Your TikTok videos uh, I are brilliant in most cases because I see you. It's like you take them uh, as soon as you think of them. You you whip out your phone and you got to start doing it because I've seen you do it in your car. I've seen you. I do it literally in my car after every shift. I get into the parking garage. I set my phone up in my little holder and I just like take a breather and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just do it right then and there. Because if not, like I won't. It's also a nice, someone actually commented this the other day. And at first I thought they were being like a little bit of a bitch. Like I thought it was one of those like rude comments because she was like, do you feel better now that you've ranted? Like whatever. And at first I was reading it and I was like, oh, like 
did she not like this, whatever. But then she was like, no, this is the best way for you to let out energy. Like, I'm sure it feels great. And she's right. Like, it really is a way. It's just kind of like an outlet of me, like, not taking work home with me. So I sit in my car. I just vent about the worst experience possible. And then I drive home. And it's like a nice relaxing thing for me. (laughs) So, yes, every single one is almost in my car. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think uh, that's a a great place to a great place to do it. One, you can be you're alone automatically. You don't have to worry about anything else. Mm -hmm. But it's also uh, you burn off that energy before you drive home. And there were nights where I had to break up a fight or I had a customer that was just completely demeaning or whatever. Uh, you know, one of those that says, I know the owner. Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I go home angry and, you know, I'm in Oregon, I'm driving like 70 miles per hour in a 55 because I, in listening to death metal on the way home. And just because that's how I'm trying to burn off steam before, so I can actually get to sleep when I get home. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, you talked about entitlement and stuff like that. Do you, do you get that or where I know the owner or, uh, yes. what ca- I always think it's so funny because it's a casino. So I've had a couple of people be like, Oh, well I know his name is Tillman. He owns Golden Nugget. Um, he actually, I think he lives in Texas. Um, and he, people will be like, Oh, well my best friend's brother's uncle's dog's second cousin knows Tillman. And I'm just like, okay, do you, but do you, and they'll be like, yes, I, you know, met him when I was four. It's just like stupid things. It's like such a long way. And I'm like, okay, well it's like knowing the owner of a casino does absolutely nothing. Right. Like it does nothing. <laughs> so, and most of the time, if someone knows like one of our managers or like the supervisors, they come up and let us know first, like, Hey, so-and-so is going to be here. Take care of them. Mm. And we're, so most of the time we're like well aware of if anyone important or does actually know the owner is in the vicinity. Like we're very well aware of it. Um, so anytime that we do get like, Oh, I know this or, Oh, they actually did it for me the last time. And I want to be like, no, the fuck they didn't. Cause like I'm here every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, we, it's more of that type of entitlement. Yeah. Uh, I've actually had issue with that. Like when one bartender will, like at the bar that I worked at, there were three of us, three bartenders and one bartender would agree for something. But, uh, I, um, I would be, they'd come in the next day expecting the same thing for me. I'm like, we can't do that. And he says, that's not true. We got it from the other bartender just yesterday. And I'm like, crap, you know, now I have to, uh, now I have to either, uh, tell this guy to get lost or I have to uh, go yell at another server saying, don't let people do that. Yes, that happens often too. But it's more of like, for us, I feel like it's someone just doesn't feel like doing it. So then I'm the one that actually does it. Mm. So then people get mad at me because they're like, oh, you did this. But like, I tell them no. And I'm like, what do you mean you tell them no? But it's just more out of like, they, they just don't feel like doing it. And then I do it because I'm just like, whatever. Mm. So I, I feel like I'm the person that usually gets yelled at because I'm the one doing it more than someone else doing uh, it. The closest I've dealt with high rollers is just the, uh, they were the nicest people that uh, that came into our bar, but they, they were actually probably the uh, most well-off, I won't say rich, uh, just for fun, but they were most well-off out of all of my clientele. And, uh, but uh, they were big spenders, and I'm sure that there, uh, there would have been, uh, if something happened and the owner said, uh, just go ahead and do it, but only for them, you know, he probably would have done that, but, uh, 
the guys that are entitled that own their, there was a guy that owned his own spa and he was, I know the owner. And immediately I looked at him and I said, then you already know how much he hates name dropping. And that shut him off, uh, shut him up kind of quick. But, but he was angry at me because I thought it was fun, funny to uh, spray my water gun out into the, crowd in the bar i thought <laughs> just a little squirt it wasn't like, like i drenched it at some point yeah which is just a little squirt which i you know it was wasn't like i was trying to drench anybody but he threatened to send you know sue me for uh, uh for his dry cleaning and but by the time i i got him on that because uh when he came up to the bar and he's i ought to sue you for the dry cleaning and i said for what and he said, you got my shirt wet and his dr- shirt was already dry by the time he got up to the bar and i said where and he was looking all over and then, you know, he started playing the entitlement card, but, uh, it, uh, do you play any, uh, with your regular customers? You, you have a lot of regulars. I'm sure that come into your casino. Yeah, we have a lot. Now, uh, do you play around with them or joke with them? Uh, um, I, I actually do with everyone. It's not even my regulars. I am such a sarcastic asshole. It's very bad. <laughs> Cause like, Someone, I had a these a couple guys came to the pool the other day. Um, I get there around like 10 a.m., so most of the drinks I make in the morning are Bloody Mary. Um, and these three middle-aged, I think they were like, I don't know, not middle-aged. They were probably 30-ish, maybe 40. Um, just a group of guys, like, just taking, I guess they take, like, a little trip every year. And they were like, can we do three Bloody Marys? Or I think they said, do you know how to make a Bloody Mary? And I just like looked around like all nervous and I was like, it's actually my first day. Like, do you think you could help me? And they were like, what? And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. What kind of vodka do you want? And like, <laughs> I do stuff like that all the time. They'll be like, oh, can you make this? And I'm like, I actually really don't know how to. And people sometimes will be like, oh, wait, really? And I'm like, no, what do you like? What do you want? <laughs> so I do stuff like that all the time. I don't even do it just to my regulars. I do it to everyone. <laughs> just as a thing. But most of the time people can tell I'm joking, but you do get a few that are like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me look at like let me look up the recipe for you or something like that. Now, do you have that friend that also works with you that goes easy, easy? She's she kidding? She's kidding? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like everyone that I work with is kind of the same way. Like they just are the, do the same exact things I do. Well, sarcasm is how we keep our sanity uh, in working in the service industry. So. Exactly. Yeah. So it tends to work out for me. I do have some regulars that I'll mess around with the most. Like there's one guy that every time he comes, he always brings me a coffee upstairs, like, or asks if I had coffee yet and then I'll go downstairs and bring it back up for me. Um, and him, like, I'll just, he'll tell me his life story and I'll just like talk to him as if he was a normal person, like tell him he's stupid or whatever. Like I mess around with my regulars like that. Like you get to know them so well that like, you know, their life story. You ask about like, how are the kids? How's this? How's that? How's work? Hmm. So it's more of just like talking to your friends at that point. So you can kind of say whatever you want. It. <laughs> now, would you consider uh, when you're working inside the casino or, or even out next to the pool, or it, would you consider it a, a high business area or high intensity where you're constantly throwing drinks? Um, In the summers, yes. Up at the pool, definitely. Especially on a Saturday, we have like, um, these, we have cabanas upstairs and day beds. So like the servers have, have, they do bottle service, they do everything, and you'll get bachelorette parties, 21st birthday parties. So you're making the weirdest shots and drinks and things all at the same time. Like you're doing service while you're also trying to deal with the bar. Sometimes there's two of you, sometimes you're by yourself because the bar really isn't that big. Mm. So it's 
in the summer, yes. Not so much in the winter. In the winter, it kind of dies down unless it's a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. So, it, uh, but your regular customers, I'm sure, like your your good friends that you know their their life story about their kids and all that stuff. Do they uh, have you ever run into a moment where they were kind of like, um, usually you talk to me, but you haven't talked to me at all tonight, and you're like, I'm running uh, five wide, eight deep right now. I'm sorry, I cannot listen to your story. <laughs> Honestly, not, there's a couple, sometimes they'll get like a little weird about it. They're like, oh, you're not saying anything, but other ones will realize it. And they're just like, oh, I'll see you. Like, I'll come say bye before I leave. And they go off to the casino, do whatever. Mm. They'll stop by the bar, say hi, say bye, and then just continue on. Now, uh, before we hit record, uh, we have already established that you don't know the people from Jersey Shore. Uh, well, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> But just because it's a casino, it's Atlantic City, uh, I've always, always asked people about this. Have you met any celebrities? Um, I've met a few. So not, I wouldn't say personally met, but like seen from across. I'm trying to think about how, who I've met, met. Um, not even Atlantic City. Not the, actually, I, the most celebrities I've met, that wasn't even from Atlantic City, is when I was doing weddings and my catering events. Like I worked the first celebrity that I actually like personally got to talk to and everything in the service industry was Sierra and Russell Wilson because I worked his cousin's wedding. Oh. So they were guests at the wedding and I worked that and like had their table and they are the sweetest people. Like mm. I just, they wanted no attention. They wanted no one near them. They're like, this is not my day. It's my cousin's wedding. Like they didn't even want like any of us to come up to them. Like they wanted to get their own stuff. They didn't want any special attention and like the nicest people. Um, but in Atlantic city, I mean, every year Michael Jordan comes cause they do like this boat, this fishing tournament. So mm. he's always, you know, I work at every summer. So I've seen him a couple of times. Um, Kevin Hart was just there promoting a tequila. Um, who else has been there? There's been a couple of people. I'm trying to think who else. Boy, a lot of celebrities are promoting or uh, investing in, uh, alcohol and spirits lately. <laughs> Uh, yes, there's so many tequila. We have a separate menu now that is all like um, promoted tequila. It's like we have a tequila list that's all celebrities. Like it's Kylie Jenner, it's um, Kevin Hart. We have one from people that I actually don't even know. Um, but it's like bands and actors and random people that we just have a tequila list of things that they now sponsor. Yeah. Well, I can't really make fun of that because I did go out and buy a bottle of blackened whiskey uh, just because Metallica has stakes in that, and I'm a Metallica <laughs> fan. But, um, you know, I've heard, like, George Clooney has stakes in a tequila company. Everybody knows uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds has aviation gin. and Yeah, we have aviation, too. Yeah, it uh, it's just it's impressive how many people are investing in uh, liquor and spirits nowadays. I didn't, until yeah, you said lot. anything, I didn't think Kevin Hart had anything in that. I didn't either. He was just there, and I was like, wait, is that Kevin Hart? And <laughs> he, like, walked into a different room, and everyone was like, yeah, he's here promoting some tequila, and they brought it up to us, and I was just like, oh, okay, like, interesting. I haven't tried it yet, but mm. it's up there. <laughs> now, um, your favorite part of the day, uh, uh, where's, where's that at? I mean, uh uh, do you have uh, things that you absolutely enjoy doing that uh, uh, in your job? I I don't know. I don't really think like my favorite part of the day because up at the especially up at the pool, I feel like everything is just kind of like it flows. Like everything's all together. So like I 
don't really have like a least favorite part or a favorite part because I feel like the day is just all the same. You're either just like chaotic and you don't even know what's going on. So I think that like mental break when like the bar clears and the servers kind of have like that slow moment for a second is probably my favorite part because I'm like, okay, I just blacked out for four hours. Like what happened? (laughs) So it's kind of just like reconvening and like getting yourself back together and just trying to like figure out like cleaning up the bar because everything is everywhere. Things are empty. Bottles are half empty. Like I think that is my favorite part because I'm just trying to like get everything back to where it was before the crazy rush just happened. And uh, when you're cleaning up the bar and then all of a sudden you realize, Oh, somebody used this, uh, use this pint glass as a garbage can. Oh no, wait, it's a spitter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But. We at least have plastic, which is nice because we're outside, so you can't have glass. So everything goes into the garbage. Yeah, that makes it a lot so it's easier. Very nice. It makes like so much easier for us. Now you said you're going to school right now. Um, you're bartending and going uh, going to school right now. How's that going for you? It's good. I'm doing online classes because I still have. Um, there's certain classes they they left online because of COVID, so I don't actually have to go to campus, which is nice. Um, so I get a lot done because the class is in the morning and then I go to work like right afterwards because I have an 8am. Um, and then the other one, I don't actually physically have to be in front of the camera. It's just kind of like we get things to do for the week, fill it out, write the paper, do whatever, and just submit it. Um, which is good. But then because it's radiology, I start clinicals in the next fall. So I'll have to step back from bartending a little bit and only probably do it on the weekends, which Mm. is going to be a very chaotic time, but (laughs) it'll be (laughs) It'll be worth it. Now, to encourage other people, uh, or, you know, there might be a bartender or server out there that said, I would really like to do uh, do this, do that, or work, get my degree in something, or uh, start a new vocation or something like that. Do you, uh, do you have any advice for them to stay, stay on track? I mean, because uh, like in my case, if I uh, usually, if I have two things that I want to do, I know one of them is going to suffer because I'll start concentrating on the other too much. Uh, what What's your advice for staying on track? Mine, I definitely would say, especially if you're working and then going to school, just be being open with your employer, first of all, is the easiest thing because they will work with you as long as you just try to explain it. And if they don't work with you, then you shouldn't stress with that job because that job is obviously not going to help you in the long run. It's just more of a than everything. Mm. Um, luckily, my employer works with my schedule. So if I have class, we find someone to cover my shift. It's very easy if something last minute comes up. Um, but I think just, you know, focusing on school is the most important. Obviously, money is important. But the communication of trying to figure out, like, the scheduling and everything. But if that employer doesn't work with you, then I don't think it's worth stressing over and, like, finding a new job in that aspect. is probably more important than worrying about juggling the stressful job in. So just finding somebody that'll work with you, that's the main, uh, the main focus. That's the main, yes, that's definitely helpful because I had an employer previously to this that did not help me in the slightest bit. And I left the job for stuff like that. Like they wouldn't work with my schedule. It wasn't for school, but just like in general, like I would help them out so much. But when it came to me, like no one wanted to do anything for me. And I realized that like, in the long run, that was not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But things are going okay for you right now. I mean, you just, you, uh, before we talked of that, you went and saw Stained last night. Uh, and you yeah. said it was a great concert. Yeah. Yes, it was incredible. I also met the, have you ever heard of the band Breaking Benjamin? Yes. 
I met the drummer, the original drummer last night too. Hung out with him for a little bit because he was friends with like one of my mom's friends. So he happened to be around. So oh. he also played for Saints during COVID. So I got to hang out with him for a little bit last night. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. Did you get backstage passes or something or? No, so there is this local band that my mom is friends with, um, and they were at one of the clubs in there, so we got them, um, and the guy, the drummer, was with them, so we were, like, in the VIP lounge area off to the side with the band, and he was there with them, so we got to hang out with them. So it wasn't at the actual Stain concert, it was after, but it was fun. <laughs> so <laughs> he was there for the concert, because he's friends with Stain, too, so he was there for everything. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm... Um... Yeah, bartending uh, big events like that, I can uh, or casinos, because uh, well, I used to, I used to work in the mom and pop uh, bars. I, I never went corporate. I and but the uh, one of the mom and pop uh, bars that I used to work at, they got pretty busy late at night because we were open, uh, the last open in that town. So everybody eventually conglomerate there. But uh, when it has to be non nonstop during like an event or because uh, you said you work for events and private parties at one time or you're working yeah. at a casino where uh, pretty much alcohol goes along with gaming. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Did, did they take smoking out of your casino after uh, during COVID? During COVID they did. And then 4th of July of 2020, they brought it back oh. or twenty. 20- yeah, after the summer, they brought it back. There was like a month that they brought it back, and I was very upset because it was so nice without it. <laughs> but basically, that your work high intensity type of place. How do you deal with stress by the end of your day? Uh, sitting in my car. I don't drive at first. I sit in my car for like a good ten to fifteen minutes before mm-hmm. I actually even like turn the ignition on. I feel like I sit there. I just like kind of either put music on or I sit there and scroll on my phone for a couple minutes and just kind of like decompress. Because if not, I, like, will drive and then I'll hear a song or I'll, like, do something and I'll just get so in my head before I go home. So it would just be a mess. So I actually sit in my car. I love taking long drives. Long drives are the best thing for me. Sure. Now, um, I used to believe uh, all it took was one customer to completely derail my whole day. I could walk into my bar with a big smile on my face. Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. Well, can I get you another one? You know, and just be friendly to everybody. And then that one customer derails the whole night. And, uh, does that happen? Does that happen in the casino? Yes. So I wouldn't say it happens all the time, but there are certain situations that I think have happened that like, I've gotten so mad that I started to like shake, like, Mm. because I just, I, like start shaking and that is when my night goes bad because I like keep thinking to myself like what possessed this situation to happen kind of thing and then I'm like in my head the whole rest of the night if it's just like a bad customer it's one thing it doesn't really ruin my entire night but like certain ones will because it's like such a high situation that I'm just like what the fuck just happened mm. <laughs> and then my whole night is turned around because I'm like talking about it I'm trying to figure it out and people are asking what happened and it's just like you don't really get past it you keep talking about it so I feel like that's when my whole night just like starts to very much go downhill does your time sitting in your car take a little bit longer if on nights like that yeah I'll sit there I'll usually I call my like if my boyfriend's home I'll call him 
I'll like sit there and I'll like talk about the night I had. I'm like, I haven't left yet. I'm just sitting in the car or like, I'll call him on the drive home, even though I'm literally going home to him, but like (laughs) talking as I'm walking home, just like help. Because if I come home and then I start talking about it, I'll just stay mad. Mm. So like talking about it as I'm driving, I think helps more than if I just came home and was like, guess what kind of fucking day I just had. (laughs) And like, I would just blow up altogether and it would just not be good. Then everything would start to annoy me and I would just be in a very bad mood. And I don't like taking work home with me. Or, like, any kind of mood. I'd rather just, like, come home, relax, not care that I was just called so many names. <laughs> you know, TikTok has seemed, uh, seemed to be a great place for a lot of people to burn off a little bit of steam and telling stories and stuff like that, and which you do uh, which you do very well, uh, yeah, I've seen on your TikTok. Yeah, that's my favorite way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just to get it off your chest, maybe somebody out there will hopefully relate to you, and that makes you feel good, I'm sure. Somebody can relate to your story. It does. It's the first one. I posted one. The first one that actually ever blew up was over well over a year ago. I think it was when I first got back into the casinos and it was over. It was a very controversial one, which I think is why it blew up because it obviously it was just like people had their opinions and I thought it was going to go very, very badly. Um, but it actually had more support on my side than I thought it would just because especially I don't like talking about controversial topics, but it was such, I was so mad that like I felt like someone else should just be like, okay, I, there's got to be other people out here that agree with me. Um, and it was just about, I'm not going to get too into it because I'm not very like whatever, but it was just about like, I called someone something like I was raised a certain way, like politeness, like man, sir, whatever, just like addressing people. And this person did not want to be addressed that way and got mad at me and yelled at me that I did not like call them the correct term, whatever it was at the time. Um, and I was like, so upset with myself because I was like, I'm so sorry, like whatever. But I got like screamed at Mm. about the fact that I just like did not address them the way they wanted to be, which I was very, like very apologetic. Was it a pro one of those pronoun situations? You used the word. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just used, but I wasn't aware. It was a very busy and like, I just addressed people how I was raised up. Um, which I'm okay with whatever, if you let me know, like I have no problem whatsoever. So that was the first video I ever made. Um, and it blew up, I think it has like 2.5 million views, like something, it's like a crazy amount of views. Um, and that was my first customer of the day. And after I saw that, I was like, okay, (laughs) like did not expect that video to go anywhere. At the time that video blew up, I only had maybe, I don't even think I had 20,000 followers yet. Like whatever it was. Um, and then I kept posting them and posting them and some of them did well, some of them didn't. And then the most recent ones were just my bar stories. Now, like Mm. before it was just like crappy nights I had or come to work with me and like tell stories. And now it's just my crappy customers and (laughs) people really like it. Like I had the lady, I don't know if you saw it. Um, she ordered a double long Island and this lady, (laughs) and that one blew up. So, and I'm still getting like comments and things on it. Like, blaming me people are like oh well what's wrong with you like why would you do this why would you do that i'm like you don't understand how the industry works uh-huh. if you don't agree with this so obviously my content is not for everyone um but it does get a lot more like support and people agreeing with me more than i ever thought it would it was more of just like hey i'm gonna tell these stories and see what happens it's well it sounds like that you got a lot of people that are invested in your stories they're just interested what is she up to tonight what uh, i wonder yeah like what kind of craziness yeah and uh that can be cool 
but uh, those people that haven't worked in the service industry, like I've uh, talked about, uh, I talked about how I didn't, I don't necessarily like using a blender, but I'll use it. And, and, but Mm -hmm. people completely took it out of context saying, why don't you just do your job? Uh, And I was getting a lot of comments like that and saying, uh, but then eventually the service industry, uh, not only bartenders, servers, but also baristas came, uh, came to my rescue saying, Blenders are the bane of my existence. <laughs> I'm sure I would. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was just funny, and you know, it, at first it's a little scary when people are starting to uh, uh, attack you for whatever reason they feel like it. And, and, but then you realize there are just as many pe- people out there that uh, uh, will speak up for you and uh, understand where you're coming from. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, we're coming up on last call of the show. Alex, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, thank you for taking time telling us a few of your stories. If anybody were want to catch up with you or see your videos on TikTok, where would they find you on social media? Um, I am on TikTok under Captain Ahab, or I think it's Captain underscore Ahab. Um, I am also, I don't really do as much on Instagram, but it's Alex Hab on Instagram. And then my Twitter is really just a free way of me explaining my customers without actually making a video. So I'm definitely on there too. Um, so, and I have the same handle for all of my social media. So it's all Alex Hab, my first and last name. Very cool. Well, uh, I really appreciate you being on the show, and you're welcome to come back whenever you like. When uh, if you got something cool uh, that you're you're like, oh, well, hey, bartender podcast asked to hear this story, but you know, I'm but save the, <laughs> save the good ones for your own social media. Uh, yeah, I will try to. I got to work tomorrow, so I'm sure I'll have a story tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. All right, people, that is last call, last call for alcohol. You can come up and order anything you want as long as it's not blended because the last call blender is officially broken. And if it ain't broken, I'll break it. Big thanks to Alex Haberkin for being on the show. She was a load of laughs. And you should go check out her TikTok channel because... When she unloads, she really unloads, and it's usually in a comedy fashion. It's really great. Also, big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for their song, Dr. Bartender. Check out all their music on all your streaming services. They've got some great stuff out there. Offer them big support. They are awesome. Um, Remember, people, if you want to follow more of Hey Bartender podcast, all you have to do is just check out social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. My screen name is at Hey Bartender Podcast. It is that easy. On TikTok, I post a lot of drinks. I uh, right now I'm in the middle of a uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff of strange liquor laws across the United States. Uh, much appreciated. I'm at 19.5 thousand followers on TikTok. This has been a huge surprise for me. Uh, I had no goal for setting up followers. It was just for fun. And then all of a sudden I make a video about how I don't like using a blender when I'm behind the bar and then it blows up. So appreciate all of you, even you people that talk shit. Also remember to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can listen to the newest episodes there. You can also go check out a little bit of Hey Bartender Podcast swag I got on there. Buy a t-shirt, support a podcast. That's what you should do. Don't forget to visit www.cwspirits.com. Go check out their selection. You're bound to find something that you've never tried before, but you are going to love. Just remember, at checkout, use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 at checkout, and you get 5% off your entire order. Just go to cwspirits.com. 
And that's it for Hey Bartender Podcast this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, remember, like I always say every episode, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last call? I just got here.